a podcast. Did your radio show get canceled? Fire, fire, fire. Low down and filthy, but the discipline is on point. Schooled myself, made my own dojo. A cold flow with the whole dose of soul. Maintain composure, even in theory. An anomaly, properties undiscernible. This week on The Million Dollar Plan, we talk about rules. Yeah, I know sometimes it feels like we talk about rules on this show all the time. But we're taking a different approach this week. Something occurred to me that if you don't have rules to live by, personal rules to live by in different areas of your life, you will struggle in that area. So that's what we're talking about this week. Other topics I may may touch on are emails I've received. You never know. Did receive a nice email from a lady named Kate in the UK. Either that or she went to UK, University of Kentucky, but I think she lives in the UK. Uh, so and, and she inspired an upcoming episode about disability insurance and the importance of disability insurance. That sounds exciting. Uh, and then uh, I may actually talk about the mayor of the town in which I live in, or it's a city, no one knows. Uh, I may talk about his car lease. That's right. I may talk about why someone would lease a Ford Fusion for over $600 a month. All right, so let's get started on uh, rules. Rules. Okay, so just just take a step back. If you're watching at PeteThePlanner.tv, by the way, you can see that my allergies are currently really bad, and my eyes are so red and puffy, it looks uh, not great. So enjoy that visual. Okay, let's talk about rules. Uh, If you do not have rules to live by, you will meander and struggle in every particular area of your life. Now, these don't have to be conventional, societal, cultural rules. They just have to be rules that work for you. Let me give you an example. Let's say you declare about the world and you say, hey, I'm a vegetarian or I'm a vegan or I don't eat fish or whatever it is. That is a guiding principle and rule of what you've set for yourself, right? You can make it religious. You can make it ethical. You can make it whatever you want. But the reality is you know how to behave based on that rule you set for yourself, right? So I have friends that are vegetarian and we'll go out to eat and I'll order a side of animal and they're not, they don't go, oh man, I wish I could eat that animal too. They're, they're good. They've set their rule, right? So it's, it's not like every day they're tempted to break that rule. That's the challenging thing when you set rules for yourself. And these are personal rules. I'm not asking you to declare them uh, in order to gain credit. I'm just saying that you have a certain standard for yourself. Call it a rule, standard, principle, call it whatever you want. But a, a vegetarian doesn't spend their entire life going, oh, man, I wish I had some bacon. They probably do, let's be honest. But they probably don't, right? Or how about, I, I remember... Back when I was in the financial business years ago, part of that was was providing people life insurance. I remember talking to this guy once, and uh, he, he asked me about life insurance. And the first thing he said is, I don't drink or smoke. And, and I thought, well, it's too bad because it's a good time. Uh, but no, but that is his standard. Like, if you say, I don't drink or smoke, that means you don't drink or smoke. It doesn't mean you go to a bar and you're like, man, I, I feel like I'm going to drink. No, you're not. Because you have declared... I don't drink and smoke. Are you with me? And then we're going we're gonna to talk about the personal finance applications here in a second. I, I remember <clears throat> probably 10 years ago, I was, at, uh, I was at this office suites area. So a bunch of businesses bought little offices within this big building. And the owner of the building, uh, really handsome guy. And that matters here in a second. Right now, it sounds creepy. 
but give me like 35 seconds and you'll be like, oh, that mattered. Really handsome guy, like incredibly handsome, probably 52 years old, in better shape than everyone you know. Uh, did I say handsome? And so my first book, came, this is 2005, 2006. My first book came out and all the books got delivered to my office and he owned the building. And so for my friends in the office, uh, I ordered a bunch of pizza and I said, hey, let's celebrate. Not let's celebrate me, although I know that's the, that's the way it's coming off. But let, let's celebrate. And so I had pizza down there. Uh, the guy walks in the office, the handsome guy. And I said, Dave, grab a piece of pizza. And he was like, uh, I, I don't eat that. And I was like, Dave, I got pizza for people. Just eat some pizza. And he's like, I that's not the sort of food I eat. And it wasn't like, well, if you and I are like, well, I've already had three pieces. I shouldn't have the fourth, right? Because we might still have the fourth. In this circumstance, he's like, that's not the sort of food I eat, which also explains why he was so handsome. The guy looked like he only eats like ancient grains, very handsome and bronzed. Uh, needless to say, that's one of his rules. So what are your financial rules? Here are the rules we're gonna talk about today. I wanna know about your budgeting and spending rules. You need to set debt and savings rules, major purchase rules, and rules about your future. Let me give you some financial examples, okay? I personally, despite the fact that I, I, I give people advice all the time in different areas of their life, I'm hoping they grab onto something and then run with it, right? I have maybe four or five rules that my household lives by financially. I will share them with you now. Okay, because sometimes, you know, you hear people say, well, I only shop at this grocery store and we coupon and we save $52 a month and, and, and you get all these like finite things that I just can't care about. My brain is not powerful enough to care about things like that. So here are my rules. These are the only things I care about. A rule of our house. We max out our retirement accounts. It's a rule. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. Those things get funded before, uh, before our checking accounts get funded, okay? So maxed out, that's a rule. That's the way it is. There's no, well, you know, if things get tied, I could pull back. No, I'm not. That's a rule, okay? So that's rule number one for our household. Rule number two, no credit card debt. So, well, what does that do? It says, well, if we can't afford something, and afford to us means that we have the money to pay for it, we don't buy it. Do we miss out on points and George Foreman grills and reward offers and all that? Yeah, we do but I don't really care because that's one of our rules. That was one of my rules growing up as a kid. It's one of our rules in our household now. So um, it does, end, and as we'll learn today, these rules we set about ourselves, these standards we set about ourselves ends up affecting all of our other decisions, right? So if you think about this, and this is especially important for free-spirited and intelligent people, right? I don't know, sometimes when you listen to the show or watch the show, you think, well, these rules are for simpletons. No, these rules are for really smart people that talk themselves into stupid crap. That's what this show is for. This show is for smart people who have behavior issues. So in other words, lots of people, right? So no credit card debt is, is a standard in our life. Number three, I'm gonna have a heck of a lot of life insurance, right? I don't even sell life insurance at this point in my life, but in my house, I'm going to have a tremendous amount of life insurance. It is a rule. I could not sleep at night if I didn't. I've never considered going, well, maybe we don't need this much life insurance. For me, I want a ton of life insurance. 
That's not to say I want to pay a lot for it or I want a particular type. I just want a big face amount so that when I'm in when dead, everybody else is okay. Okay, so um, you know what? We, we, then we max out our kids' college funds and we max out our HSA and those are the only rules in our house. That's it, right? Those are our rules. Now there's some little things here and there. We like this amount in our savings account, but those are our rules. Now, these have evolved over time. We used to have a time when like in our household, when Mrs. Planner and I were sort of uh, first starting out, if one of us was going to spend over a hundred bucks, we would go to the other one and say, hey, I'm going to buy this just as a way to try to get on the same page financially. We don't do that now and that's fine, but we don't need that rule now. You will need different rules at different areas of your life. But if you have no rules, it's a free for all and you will fail, right? Here's the challenge. You don't want rules right? You don't. There, there's something unique about being an American is you, you actually feel you get so caught up in the idea of freedom. I can do what I want. I can say what I want. That it actually crosses over into areas of your life. I think about my, my, my wife's sort of rules about herself and, and how she is. One of the most disciplined people I know, like her rules, she exercises all the time, right? If I want something disgusting to eat, and by disgusting, I mean delicious, and she's the sort of person, just like the, the handsome guy, she'll say, uh, I, I don't eat those sorts of things. Because she has standards. I have no food standards for myself. Look, if you're watching on Pizza Planet TV, you can see I'm sweating like bechamel sauce right now. That's, that's the standard I have. So when we come back after the break, here's what we're going to do. I'm just going to give you some ideas. <laughs> I feel like I'm selling a car. You know what? I'm just going to give you some ideas. And if these ideas can help you, then they'll help you. If they can't help you, they can't help you. That's what we're going to do. I'm going to give you ideas coming back after the break of rules you can set for yourself in budgeting and spending. We'll start there because if you have no rules about what is affordable, no rules uh, in, in that area, you're, you're going to struggle. And we'll start with the grocery store, right? Some basic stuff for you this week. Uh, the rules. I'm Pete the Planner, and this is the Million Dollar Plan. Stop what you're doing Log on. and hit Pete up on Twitter at Pete the Planner. Question the right of any man. The voice his opinion is strong against any can. But then again, many men are citizens of their own little world, so they ain't really fitting in. I'm in the background blending in. Camouflaged by the scenery, but I'm a champion. Revamp the camp again. Put down the stamp again. Talk to my fans. Back on the million dollar plan with Pete the Planner. Uh before we go uh, into uh, setting rules for yourself, I have to tell you about an email I received from Chase. I have a bank account at Chase. I don't know how much longer I'm going to do this, this charade of acting like I have a financial relationship with this institution. But this is an email they sent me yesterday. Let's go full screen on it, Nicole. If, you, if you're on PeteThePlanner.tv, you're seeing this. Peter, Maserati luxury is within your reach. You are closer than you think to driving a Maserati. Okay. See, this is, this is ridiculous. My bank is sending me ads to buy a Maserati? Look, I get, I get upset about banks all the time. Like, they, they are not your financial partner. They are not your financial partner. 
Unfortunately, culturally and like how we grow up and how we're socialized, our banks are our financial partners. I remember going to the, the bank in Speedway, Indiana when it was an NBD bank, which I, no one even knows what that stands for. I remember going there. I remember as a kid, I felt like, like my family was safe and secure and there was a vault and I got a sucker and it was great and I wanted to be a part of that. I'm just done with, with, with being preyed upon uh, by my bank to buy stuff. Stop trying to make me buy stuff. Help me with my financial life. But you refuse to because you just want to use my email address to help me buy a Maserati. And I'll tell you what, you're not sending me that offer because I got a bunch of money in your bank because I don't have a bunch of money in my bank. I have digressed for a minute and 36 seconds and I apologize. Back to <laughs> Back to setting rules for your financial life. Let's do that. Okay, so let's start with budgeting and spending. We're talking all about you setting standards. These are not my rules. You have to establish them and you have to get them out there into the people that matter in your life. If you're a husband and wife, husband and husband, wife and wife, let's not go through all the combos, but you know what I mean, right? You're going to sit down with each other and say, well, what are our standards? What are our rules? These are not our guidelines. Guidelines makes it seem like you go outside the lines. This is our standard. Let me give you an example. Let's talk about the grocery store. People, the grocery store to me is, is a microcosm of your entire financial life, right? You, you do it all the time. There are so many choices. You can talk yourself into anything. You can say, well, you know what? This, I'm going to get this organic beef because that way the cow, you know, they played music for it, whatever. Or you'd be like, I'm going to get this super, super organic beef because this beef, cow, they had a television that I got to watch. And so you just talk yourself into these weird things. You're like, well, it definitely tastes better. It tastes happier, you know, or something. Uh, at some point in time, you just got to say, all right, look, our budget for, for the grocery store is, I'm making up a number here, 500 bucks a month. That's what it is, 500 bucks a month. $500 a month. That's what we're doing. So here's how you do it. You break it down. We go four times a month. That means we cannot spend, cannot spend more than $125 on that trip. That's it. That's the rule. Because if you break that rule, if you, the first week you're like, oh, we're at 143, then you've, you've messed up, right? Like I think the grocery store every week gives you a chance to say, how interested are you in, in staying staying on the path here. Now, your grocery store might not be your problem, but for a lot of people it is. Now, this is not, hey, eat ramen noodles. This is not don't buy lattes or avocado toaster for millionaires. That's not that, this is not that hot take. This is about, you have a chance, you're forced to buy food for your face every seven days or so, and how you choose to use that opportunity to set standards for yourself really matters to me, right? Now, what you would say, what a person often says to me is, well, money's no object when it comes to our health. That's cute, but yes, it is. Yes, it is. I, I think, and I get that with vacations a lot too. You can't uh, put a price on memories. Oh, the hell you can. You really can. You absolutely can. I, I remember this guy was like, uh, well, I'm just investing in my children's memories. I was like, dude, work for Hallmark, write a few cards, and then shut your lips. Because that's ridiculous. There are consequences to these decisions. And you're like, oh, you're a terrible person. You don't care about your family. Not true. <laughs> Not true. I do. Uh, I, I don't know why. Like, here's a good example. 
Let's go back to the, the Carmel mayor here for a second. I live in a city, Carmel, Indiana. A lot of roundabouts, doesn't matter. The mayor of our city, uh, widely reported, has over a, a, a car lease for a Ford Fusion for over $600 a month. And people keep going, well, that's his business. I mean, you know, if he does that, I, I get it. First of all, I'm a taxpayer in Carmel. A few properties here. So I, I care. Number two, I can't get down with you if you're making those sorts of decisions. And like when you're a politician, man, I am on all sorts of tangents. No one's going to learn anything today except that I'm angry. Uh, if you're a politician and you make bad personal finance decisions, I have beef with that because you're in charge of my tax money, right? Like, uh, let's say the school bus driver, uh, let's say they make bad personal finance decisions. I don't care, but I want them to have a good driving record because they're driving my kid around, right? Do I care if the, the mayor of my city has a bad driving record, which he does, but do I care? No, I don't care. Wreck all you want, right? But I do care when you make silly decisions. When it comes to setting rules for your financial life, this isn't about what you're allowed to do. Do what you want. This is about just understanding there's a finite amount of money. There's a finite amount of resources. I was driving my daughter to gymnastics last night. She says, uh, when are we going to get a mansion? I almost wrecked into a tree on purpose. We're not going to get a mansion. Why, why would we get a mansion? I said, Whoa. well, here's the deal, uh, deal, Ollie. Here's the deer. There was no deer involved. Here's the deal, Ollie. You can either go to college and have it paid for, or your mother and I can buy a mansion. Which would you prefer? Thankfully, I don't even know why, she chose college. Not that I was going to act on it if she said to get a mansion. I was like, sweet, here we go. There's a finite amount of money in your life. And when you realize that, you'll start making uh, better decisions. You'll have better standards. Um, let, let's take the next item in the budget, transportation. So uh, so there's, there's housing, right? And, uh, maybe your housing standard is we want to spend 25% of our income on housing, or we want to spend 40% of our income on housing. I prefer it a little bit lower. Let's, let's take transportation. Transportation is one of those things where people lose their mind. I like driving a nice car. Who doesn't? Who doesn't? But how does that look in relation to everything else that's going on in your life? God, I got to go back to the politician thing. So uh, Marco Rubio is another good example of this. He's the senator from uh, Florida. So he's had like financial struggles his entire life. This is going to get awkward. I'm going to get emails. I don't really care. He's had financial struggles, right? So he got a book advance of $800,000 a few years ago and is st still sort of struggling financially. Bought an $80,000 speedboat with a portion of that money. And what, what, what you keep reading and hearing and people say, what well, was a lifelong dream of his? Why couldn't he? It was only 10% of what he made. True, true, true. But in the light of who he is and was and, and still is, financially terrible decision. Since then, he's liquidated one of his 401ks, one of his retirement accounts to pay for some of his financial struggles. So when I look at something like that and I say, man, that guy has bad rules for himself. It's an issue. How did this episode become about politicians and their money? Because it's about personal standards. And for you, if, if you say, well, I make enough money to have a $500 a month car lease, maybe in a vacuum you do. But in relation to the rest of your life going on, maybe the stability that does or does not exist, do you? 
See, I mean, the grocery store, again, is that third, the third biggest expense most people have. There's uh, housing, transportation, and then food and groceries. What's the standard? What's it going to be? I like people to say, look, we spend 50 bucks a week on dining out or whatever the number is, but they know it and they track it. Food's weird because although all of our other bills we look at monthly, we think of food as, as we consume it more on a weekly or daily basis. There was that old Rachel Ray show, $40 a day, you know, where she'd go around places and eat for 40 bucks a day. There's something interesting about that, right? Because it had a limit to it. And part of the quirk of the show is that she'd have like a dollar fifty-seven left and she'd just get to like lick the icing off of a cinnamon roll, someone threw in a dumpster and just pay someone dollar fifty-seven. That part's not true. But it's, it, if you go, like, go through go through the ideal household budget. You can get it at uh, PeteThePlanner.com. Go through the ideal household budget. You know, I want 25% ideally going to housing, 15% to transportation. Like the standard at our house, and we're going to talk major purchases here in a second. The standard at our house, the, the rule, we don't want a car payment. We're not going to have a car payment. We're just not. Like we have one of our cars. We have an 08 and an 04. Our 04, it sounds like a yak is, is, is having surgery anytime you start the car. And so at some point in time, it's pro the yak's going to probably move on to post-retirement. It's going to be dead and we're going to need a new car. But for me, like I could solve that problem now by having a car payment and we do have money set aside to buy another car, but that's our standard. We're not going to have a car payment. So that 15% that goes to transportation, we've been like 2%. It's like car insurance. And we don't even use that much fuel. I've been fueling up like once every three weeks now because my office is like there. Wait, my office is here. My home's over. Let's take a break. Coming up after the break, my debt and savings rules. Debt and savings rules, it's all blended together. I'll probably talk about politicians some more. I'm going to get angry emails. That's all I got for right now. This is Million Dollar Plan. I'm Pete the Planner. Mr. Kinetic, Rusty Redenbacher, ATFU, Naptown, yeah. Cashing in like the end of the game at the casino. I lean so the glare of the rear view don't hit me. Swiftly through the avenues and boulevards. Old soul playing on my speakers. Old soul but young and age of boss player. Not from the Himalayas, but my fam gave me Gary Indiana game. Grew up around the country, but the mindset was there. Ain't I won't complain about a damn thing on this beat. All right, back in the Million Dollar Plan. I'm Pete Planner talking about setting your own personal finance standards this week, right? You can't expect to have any degree of financial success if there are no rules in your life. Your rules do not have to be my rules, but there has to be some rules, okay? Now talking debt and savings in relation to that. So let me pick out one that, that I think is, is really important that really leads to a lot of things. A minimum balance in your emergency fund. Okay, so let, let's say your personal standard, and pick a number, I don't really care. Uh, we will never have less than $5,000 in our savings account. We will never have less than $1,000 in our savings account. So the standard itself is important, but it's the behaviors that stoke 
the standard, which are important. Okay, so think about this. Let's say you've got 2,500 bucks in your checking account and you, you think that's great, but you don't have a standard really. You're just saying, ah, we'd like, I have 2,500 bucks, took us a while to get it. And then you find out that some friends you know are going out of town, they're driving on a little weekend road trip and it's gonna cost 1,200 bucks. And you're like, well, this is a good opportunity. People use words like opportunity investment a lot to justify stupid stuff. So it's an opportunity to go, well, let's go. And so then you take 1,200 or 2,500, now you've got 1,300, you get back, and then two weeks later, a real emergency happens. Uh, you spend through the money that's left, and then you're in trouble. If you had a personal standard that never would have happened, well, we refuse to have, now, so here's what happens though, right? Emergencies happen, right? Emergencies happen. That $2,500 standard you had, let's say that's what grips your money before the choice, right? So let's, instead of the voluntary spending, let's say you've got this involuntary emergency, it wipes out the $2,500, and then you go, well, that didn't work. Here's, here's where we go next. If the standard is $2,500, then the rest of your spending, the rest of the behavior, then falls second in line to reaching the standard once again. We will not dine out as much over the next couple uh, months. We will not go shopping. We will not do this because the standard is 2,500 and the standard is not being met. By the way, if the standard is to have 2,500 minimum, you're not gonna have 2,500 minimum. You're gonna have like 6,000, right? I think this is part of the problem. If you don't want to go below 2,500, you gotta have 6,000 and you'll say, well, yeah, that's great, but how do I get it? That's, what, that's how it cycles through the rest of your behavior down the line, right? I, I think of it this way. Okay, so when I was in elementary school at Eagle Creek Elementary, uh, the Golden Eagles, I could sing the theme song or the, the, the fight song, but I mean, we're elementary kids. Who are we fighting? Uh, there was this rule in the, in the lunchroom that uh, you had to eat your entire meal before you were able to purchase dessert. And dessert at Eagle Creek Elementary was something called wacky cake. I don't know what made it wacky. I do know what made it cake. I don't know what it made it wacky, but it was delicious. And uh, if you ate your meal, you could then spend 50 cents on some wacky cake. But the standard was you had to eat your meal. I don't know how schools work today, but I guarantee to you that it's very likely that you don't have to eat your meal. I, I can just tell you right now. I don't know if they still make the world famous wacky cake at Eagle Creek Elementary in Indianapolis, Indiana, but if they do, you better believe those kids don't have to eat their meal anymore. They can just roll in with like, I want four pieces of wacky cake. You know they can do that. We have to set rules for ourselves. The credit card is a, of a perfect example, right? You have, to, you have to decide, are you a credit card person or are you are not a credit card person, right? Are you or aren't you? What you gonna do? Like, here's, here's where personal standards sort of fall apart a little bit. Uh, I remember in college, from time to time, I'd have a cigar. It just seemed like a cool thing to do. I was trying to figure out how to be a man. Never figured that out. Uh, uh, I said, I have a cigar from time to time. And it was, it, was, it was good at the time. You wake up the next day, you'll feel terrible. Your face tastes gross. Not that you taste your own face. However, at this point in my life, I'll be with friends at a nice event, and then they're like, hey, we're celebrating, have a cigar. Ah, sorry, it's against my personal standard. I don't do cigars now, right? And so I, I think what happens is in the past, if you've struggled financially, you say, well, we have done that in the past. Set the new standard. 
Set the new standard. No BS excuses, right? If you express your standard for your household with your significant other and you hold each other accountable to that standard, then you're fine. Don't try to talk each other out of the standard. Talk yourselves into following the standard. Well, we need this, we need to do this, and so the money's going away. It goes back to voluntary and involuntary expenses too, right? How about a longer term? Think about this as we quickly start running out of time for the show. What's the standard for your future? I mean, you do realize that when your income goes away and you have no pension and Social Security is close to nothing, you will have no money because the finite amount of money you had throughout your career has been used on cigars and stuff. Like, what's the standard? Like, I, I know, I, over, I think about this stuff a lot. It's sort of my gig, sort of what I do, which is why the standard for me is to max out my, my re retirement account. But what's your standard for thinking about the future? I think it has a lot to do with maturity on some level. I mean, that seems a little trite, but I'm going to go with it. <laughs> your standard for how you feel about the future speaks to your maturity. You, you realize the money you're making now is just a portion of the finite amount you're ever going to make, and it gets harder to set that money aside, not easier to set the money aside. And if you set the standard early, in a perfect world, I'm grabbing kids as they graduate from college and I'm shaking them hard because you can shake an older kid. Uh, and I'm saying, look, save 12% of your income right now. Set it as your standard and retire a millionaire, a multi-millionaire. When I got to grab a 40-year-old, try to shake them. I can't, I'm not, I'm not strong enough. But if I tried to shake a 40-year-old, your, your standard at this point, sort of time has passed. Your standard has to be even higher I've got to, I've got to put 25% of my money away. Why? Because that's how money works, unfortunately. I don't know if I'm all over the place today or not. Here's the thing. The show is free. The show is free, right? It's like people complain about Facebook. Oh, well, I understand. Since it's free, who cares? Set some standards, please. Please. Agree on it. Like bargain. Go to the table. It's the Treaty of Versailles. And just sit down with your bank account and what you spent that month, a month if you're struggling to budget, and just say, what is a priority to you? Food is a priority to me. Okay. Well, at the grocery store, um, $800 is what we're going to spend. That's $200 a week. Do not spend more than $200 a week. So what happens? People go, I and mean, this is what happens all the time. Well, we spent $220 this week. You broke the standard. It's not a standard. You've made it a guideline. You've colored outside the guideline. Make it the standard. So much so that if you get to the, the, the checkout, start swiping stuff, and it goes to 221, you grab $21 worth of stuff, which if you're at Whole Foods, it's, it's basically just like a loaf of bread, and you put it back. Put the thing back. That doesn't, that doesn't matter. That's why, to me, the grocery store is so hands-on and it matters so much because you're watching, boop, 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 boop. You're watching people swipe. You're watching the totals go up. And in that moment, you can go, oh, I got to be below 200 or I got to be below 65. I don't care what the number is. Start setting standards at the grocery store and watch everything else fall in line. When I get physically fit, it's because I have set standards. When I am not physically fit, uh, standards are uh, nothing. Standards the name of a beer I'm drinking or the standard ice cream or, or standard triple cheeseburger. 
with bacon. All right, I don't know how much time's left in the show. I don't keep track of these things. I should. We should probably take a break. Coming up after the break, who knows what we're going to talk about? Probably the Boam. Biggest waste of money of the week. Uh, this is a Million Dollar Plan. I'm Pete the Planner. Every day living through the peace of my soul, I remain whole even in the middle of the pain. Even though my life has the rain, I still remain sane, writing and creating for my life. And my pen is my sword given by the Lord, and I use it to fight the tides of restriction. Sometimes I'm conflicted by myself looking at the trees too much and can't see the forest. Enemies shall inherit the earth, and I want to inherit something, something other than the high blood pressure and diabetes. So work is what I got to do. Stay true to my enemy and water the trees that I sing from and look out for the lumberjacks. Running with the gale force wind at my back. Swift and enduring, I remain calm. Swift and enduring, I remain calm. Swift and enduring, I remain calm. This week's biggest waste of money of the week, the Boam here on the Million Dollar Plan, is the Dream Headband. If you're watching on PeteThePlanner.tv, you're seeing the full screen of the Dream Headband. Uh, research shows that sound can enhance sleep, but only if applied at the right moment. The Dream headband uses sensors and smarts to make your night's rest even better. By analyzing your brain waves using advanced algorithms, it can play sounds at just the right time to make your deep sleep more restful, helping you to feel better when it's time to wake up. The system also uses AI to give you tips to improve your habits for even better sleep. And since none of this is helpful if you don't want to wear it, the Ease Bahar design promises all-night comfort at any position. How much does the Dream headband cost? $400. And it looks like a caribou's antler. It does. It's ridiculous. All right. Uh, so this week's show, we talked all about setting standards for yourself financially. The, the stakes are so high. Not to steal a line from De La Soul. The stakes are high. They just are. If you're meandering around your financial life and nothing's going well, you can't get your footing. It's because you haven't set a standard. I'm not judging you. Look, look at me. I, I don't set a lot of standards either. But financially, it just makes it. What are the rules of our house financially? And a rule can't be, well, uh, you can't put a price on a good time. That's not a rule. It's a ridiculous statement. My dad's dearest friend used to say that all the time. Great man. Loved him. Terrible idea. There is a price on a good time. And it can hurt you if you don't have the money. So set standards. Sit down. And, and, and here's what's going to happen. I've been talking to my uh, coworkers this week about this concept. And, uh, hey, do you have any standards? And they're like, well, I kind of do. And I went home and talked to my sweetie weedy. And that person said they didn't really have any standards. So we had to come up with them together. You got to. You know, I, I, I'm going to be anecdotal, which is always a bad idea. If I think through some of the more successful friends that I have, I can think of conversations, uh, talking to them, where, where someone within the conversation says, we don't do it. I got a great friend, very successful guy, uh, refuses to invest in the stock market. I, I, I don't share that same belief. But when he does it, what he says is, I refuse to do this, but I still know I need to get here. And if here visually means higher. So he, that is his standard. He does not invest in the stock market. He does other things 
to accomplish his goals. But that's his standard, and that's okay. It's not for me, but at least he has a standard. I mean, the ultimate standard is he's going to retire when he wants to retire. I think a lot of this comes back as we wrap up here, comes back to this idea that none of us pick a retirement date because we're terrified of the consequences. I've started honing in on one. I'm not going to lie to you. I, I, I'm honing in on 53 right now. I mean, you got 14 years left of me. I'm honing on in 53. Why? Lots of reasons. Kids ages, house being paid off, all sorts of stuff. At 53, I don't want to need money. I need money right now. You need money. But setting standards is the beginning to uh, change in that process. That's all we have time for this week. I, I ranted about Chase Bank. I, I, I ran, rated, uh, or pardon me, ranted about a headband that you wear when you sleep, the mayor of my city, and Marco Rubio. So I think, I think our work's done here for today. If you want to learn more, uh, listen to the podcast, go to iTunes, Million Dollar Plan. Leave a review. Just put some stars and say, this is amazing. He's handsome and things. Uh, that's all the time I have this week. So I'm sending you good vibes because good vibes are all that's in the budget. I'm Pete the Planner. This is the Million Dollar Plan. If you want to be on this podcast and Pete Fix Your Money Life, then hit us up at PeteThePlanner.com slash podcast. You heard me. PeteThePlanner.com slash podcast. Log on. This is for information purposes only. It's not the Swiss financial planning device. Consult financial Divisor. Release from Everest, the fresh is fresh, and you can call me E.T. or to John Tesh. Let me bless this harmonic presentation. It's amazing, so amazing. I'm the reason. Uh, salutations. I bring you love, Tron greetings from a faraway land. I am the soul controller. Put the remote down and let me take control. You're now a part of my zone, so enjoy yourself. Love, Tron can restore your health. I bring you greetings. Uh, Salutations, how you doing? And is that how y'all say it? The tinkling of the keys is an homage to the little, little star. I sojourn over poetic descriptions of sound and travel to my other world. Out of this world, spaceship on my arm took me home, filled by the ink and the megabytes and the hypertext transfer protocol stronger than the Skynet and the Terminator. I push faders into warp speed, glide with ease, creating a breeze they call a black hole, event horizon, no rear view concerns. This I adjourn, in beats I burn, this I adjourn, in beats I burn, Salutations, I bring you love, trying greetings from a faraway land. I am the soul controller. Put the remote down and let me take control. You're now a part of my zone, so enjoy yourself. Love, try can restore your health. I bring you greetings. Uh, salutations, how you doing? And is that how y'all say it?